Live. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Good Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome to Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse. 97.7 97.7 and 100.1 FM, 1200 AM, 1440 AM. Also, you can listen on the ESPN app as well as get our podcast. Go to ESPNSyracuse.com or just go to wherever you get your podcast and type in the search bar ESPN Syracuse and look for players only. I'm Matt Slocum alongside my co-host Ryan Story and uh, our second show of 2022-2023. Who would have thunk we've gotten this far? But here we are. And uh, let's start right away. Let's let's get into some football because it's getting close to playoff time. Can you believe it? It is. It's, it's like, what are we? It's the second day of October. The way there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's the second day of October. Uh, the regular season is now only about two, three games away, uh, two, three weeks away. And we'll soon be talking postseason. Who would have, who would have thought we would get this Bar right now in the season. Everything's going so good. Fingers crossed we keep it that way. Um, but let's start off with a very close, and I mean very close matchup in Class B between unbeaten Indian River and Central Valley Academy, the Thunder. Um, they did bring some Thunder on uh, on Friday uh, against Indian River, and uh, Indian River remained unbeaten, winning in this one in a squeaker, 22-20. I mean, Central Valley Academy, <clears throat> they came out on fire. I mean, they got the first they got the first points of the game, and they did pretty well. I mean, you know, they're up six nothing at the end of the first quarter. At the half, Indian uh, they were up uh, 12-8 at the half. I mean, and yeah. they they had Indian River on the ropes. And then uh, Indian River got a touchdown in the third quarter. Both teams scored uh, in the fourth quarter, but it ended up being a 22-20 final for Indian River. Their six points uh, put it away. Um, But it was was a great game by both teams, and especially Central Valley Academy. Unfortunately, we don't have stats for them, which is a huge bummer. But if you look at how, uh, you know, Indian River just struggled in this game. I mean, really, there we've talked about it before last week with Indian River's rushing game, uh, running the old school option style offense, and in mm-hmm. this game, this game alone, twenty six carries, eighty five yards total as a team. Yeah, that's wow. Central Valley Academy did a good job of stopping the run. It's just, uh, well, they couldn't keep them off the scoreboard. Yeah, I mean, it was tough as you saw Indian River. Uh, they hadn't been able to run as effectively as they have been against pretty much every other team that they've played so far in Class B. I mean, they're coming off of a 71-6 to win against South Jefferson. Mm-hmm. The most points they'd allowed up to this game was 15 in their first one. So we saw CVA really be able to move the ball, unlike what we've seen before. Braden Moreau, three touchdowns, scoring all of the points for, um, for C- uh, Central Valley Academy. Um, he even got the two-point conversion. So uh, that they got towards the end of the game. I mean, it was a great effort by uh, CVA, but unfortunately, this drops them down to two and three. Not really where they wanted to be in the season. But I mean, you look at them; uh, they have a plus fifty-seven point, excuse me, point differential despite their losing record. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a it, the record's not good. 
I'll give them that. It's a, it's a tough, uh, tough go for them. Yeah. But they look like a pretty solid team if they can just get their matchups, just get the right over that line. They're right on that line, and they they're so close to. Passing. Yeah, and they're they're essentially right on the line. They're two and two in Class B play, two and three overall. Uh, but as you mentioned, you know they scored 122 points on the season, only giving up 65. That's easily the second best defense in the league. Uh, in the class, in Class B, besides behind Indian River, yep. it was only giving up sixty-one points. To me, for Indian River, this was a wake-up call because, as you said, they blew out their last opponent, seventy-one to six, and they essentially entered what could be considered a trap game. Central Valley Academy came out on fire. They scored the first points. They had the lead at the half. They just couldn't hold on to it. And you know, and give credit to the Thunder. You know, this is a team, you know, if you look at their schedule, the rest of the way for Central Valley Academy, um, they, they'll they only have two games left. They're going, they're hosting Oneida this week. Then they don't play on the 14th. They actually have a bye week. Who would have thunk? Uh, they have a bye week, and then uh, then they'll, they'll close out at Camden on the 21st. If they win both those games, they should be in good positioning for a playoff spot in Class B. Um. But again, this was a trap game for Indian River. They barely survived. And it goes to show you, you can easily stop the run mm-hmm. that Indian River has. Their offense is built entirely on the run. And if you have to for- if you force them to pass, you get an early enough lead and you have to force them to throw the ball more, then you're going to beat them. Yeah. And, you know, Indian River's 5-0, and but I think right now that's a shaky 5-0. and yeah, I mean, you look, they're playing Homer next week. Homer, also 4-0, uh, the mm-hmm. reigning Class B uh, sectional champion. So uh, that's going to that's gonna be a really tough game. Mm-hmm. And that, honestly, is, to me, the prove-it game for them. They just moved down to Class B. It's a bunch of new teams that they haven't seen before. Are they going to be the dominant force in Class B? Mm-hmm. Or are they not? It depends on this upcoming matchup. Yeah, that is, that is a huge game coming up for Indian River against Homer. Um, and that essentially decides whether or not they get the top seed or they get the two seed yep. in Class B once we get closer to playoff time. So let's go to Double A now. We got two games in Double A to talk about. The first one, well, I think one of the surprise teams in Class Double A is Utica Proctor, and I mean, what a game! What a game that they played uh, against Liverpool. On Friday, they won 32 to 20. Liverpool is just falling apart at the seams. They're 1 3, 1 and 2 so far on the year. Um, but this was all Utica Proctor in the first half. They had a 24 nothing lead at the end of the half. Liverpool did a vast majority of the scoring, trying to make it a game. They were actually only down 24 14 at the end of three, but then just one score. One score by each team in the fourth quarter. Put it away. 32-20 was the final, as I said. Todd Abraham, the quarterback for Utica Proctor. 12-15, of passing 185 yards, three touchdowns, and only one interception. That's how good he was uh, in that game. And in terms of rushing, I mean, Utica Proctor did a good job running the football, too. Uh, Magic Johnson, M-A-J-I-C. Yeah, that's a good that's a good name. He was magic. Twelve carries, forty yards for him. Uh, Thirteen carries, forty-seven yards for Abraham on the ground as a quarterback, leading all team in rushing. Demonte Cook had thirteen carries for forty-one yards 
uh, as well as a team. 43 carries, 149 yards. Uh, and then in receiving-wise, DeMonte Cook, six catches, 106 yards, two scores. Joseph DePaul, two catches, 68 yards, and a score uh, to account for the three passing touchdowns. Uh, Magic Johnson actually had a three-yard run as well for a touchdown. So, again, as I said, Utica Proctor, a very surprising team. 3-1, 2-1 in AA. They got a pretty decent schedule the rest of the way. They're at Bowensville. Uh, that's going to be a tough one, October 7th. Then they're home against Henniger on the 14th, and then home against Cicero at Syracuse to close out the year. Um, that Henniger game, by the way, on the 14th will be under the lights. That's a 6 o'clock yep. kickoff, um, which is kind of rare because Utica Proctor likes to play their games during the day, mm-hmm. usually. Um, they actually close out 1.30 on the 22nd. So is Utica Proctor going to be the dark horse in AA this year? I mean, they look like they are right now. Their only loss is coming to a really good Christian Brothers Academy team. Todd Abraham looks dynamite. This He had a four-touchdown game this past one, 15 total on the season. And they have four really good running backs mm. on Proctor. and DeMonte Cook, Magic Johnson, both of whom you already mentioned. And you also got to add in Jerquel Henderson and Kenny James Johnson. That's a really good rotation for Proctor, and that allows them to always have just a ready body on the field. Mm-hmm. Then for Liverpool, Liverpool would have been the team heading into the year where I was like, this is the underdog team like that Proctor is now, yeah. where you're like, this team could make some noise. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's an adjustment period for them because they just got a new head coach, Joe Sindoni from uh, Scandi Alice, mm-hmm. and uh, John Sindoni, a freshman quarterback, is their starter. So, yeah, I mean, this year is really more of a rebuilding year yeah. for them. I wouldn't say more of a rebuild. This is more of a retooling year. Yeah, retool. That's the right word. <clears throat> yeah, because it, it can't really be a rebuild for Liverpool because they're still do, doing pretty they've got well. Some talent. I John Reese is a very good player. Yeah, I mean, they've scored 104 points on the year. They've given up 135, so it's not really so much. The offense can score points. It's the defense that's been giving up, giving up a lot of the points. But they're not necessarily bad. Yeah, I I think Liverpool just you know they got a bad break, you know you look at their schedule, uh, and the rest of the way they've got a tough one. Oh, uh, next or, two out of three. Their, their rival three games well left. their rivalry game at Cicero North Syracuse that's going to be a fun one. Yeah, because you know they always play the North Stars tough. Then they got CBA at home on their last game of the year on the fourteenth, and then they're at Rome Free Academy on the twenty first. So I could easily see them going one and two. At that point, at, not in, in the, the last three games, but you know, you never know. They could mm-hmm. they could still make it in Double A because I think every I think every single team still makes the playoffs at Double A because there aren't a, there aren't a lot of teams. You could be right. You could be right. There aren't a lot of teams in uh, in Double A, so I'm pretty I'm pretty sure everybody gets in. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of seeding, you know, you know, they could pull off what CBA did. You know, yeah. <laughs> they could go. They could finish the year with a 500 record. And yet, and then go unbeaten through section three, the the section three playoffs, and then win the state title. For all we know, who knows? Yeah. But you know, I, I think for Liverpool, you know, if they could go one and two, they could get a pretty, you know, they could get like a seven, maybe even an eight seed, maybe avoid playing a playing game. But you know, th- like I said, this is a retooling year. This is not a rebuilding. They just got to keep their head it's, up through this. Yeah. I mean, their one win on the year came against Henniger. But and they also played University Prep, which is a really, which tough is a game. really good, a really good team out of Section Three, uh, losing that one thirty nine seven. So th- this has been a tough year. I mean, again, what what kills what what essentially did Liverpool in 
was losing the Bowensville second game of the year. Yeah, um, that was a that was really supposed to have been a toss up game. Both teams should have been even, but Bowensville ended up coming up top. Yeah. Um, in that one. So again, I I think Liverpool is just catching a bad break with its schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they could finish out the year strong, I mean, one and two, they could finish two and five. Yeah. Overall, which I think as long as they finish. Uh, above five hundred, oh, above four hundred in 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 a class double A play, which means they're going to have to win two. Yeah. Um, in order for that to happen, then they should have a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're doing they're doing a lot better than RFA and Henniger right now. Yeah, that's um, the advantage. They have really the RFA problem. in the last game, and that's pretty much mm-hmm. they should have a lock on that one. Yeah. But the other they, two, that's yeah. gonna be tough. Is is you know double A is a, a tougher it's a tougher class this year because CBA rising up to join the ranks and yeah. CBA is just like dominating. And speaking of the brothers, uh, they did what they had to do against Beville. They won that one 29 to eight. Um, it was a game. Uh, you and I were talking about this before the show. Beville on their one scoring drive took what? Eight minutes off the clock. You said, uh, they didn't end up scoring on it, but, uh, their first drive of the second half, they took eight minutes off the clock. Um, but I mean, CBA got the shutout in the second half. Beville did a really good game. That made it made it a really good game. Uh, kept it close throughout. Always had a chance. Mm-hmm. Just CBA really played, especially in that second half. Their defense was electric. Sayer Torrance had another great game on both sides of the ball. And I mean, uh, CBA right now looks pretty unstoppable. But uh, CNS gave him a good fight. Beville right here gave him a good fight. And it comes down to uh, the. It's going to be a playoff test for CBA to see, I mean, are they going to be drinking the Kool-Aid? Are they going to be uh, overhyping themselves? Because, you know, Beville is a really good team that maybe mm-hmm. if a couple breaks go their way, maybe they get, they get the upset of CBA. Yeah, and you look at CBA's schedule the rest of the way. They got Rome Free Academy and then mm-hmm. on the road and then at Liverpool. And then they close off at home against Pittsburgh. <clears throat> which is a which is a a non a non section three game to close out the year in Pittsburgh. We all know is a really good team out of section five. Yeah. Um. You know, it, it, like you said, you know, does CBA drink the Kool Aid and just you know cruise into the postseason? I don't really think they should, mm-hmm. because again, they're you know they have Rome Free Academy in Liverpool. You know, Rome Free Academy. They're that should be an easy one by all standards because RFA is, is just having a tough year. Uh, Liverpool, that could be considered a trap game depending upon which Liverpool yeah, team, trap which Liverpool team shows up. Uh, and then the Pittsburgh game, you know, that's that's out of section three. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice to add another win to their resume, go eight and zero, seven zero in class AA. They have essentially locked the top seed. They, yeah, they um, have because with wins over CNS yeah. and Beville, they'd have to lose both RFA and Liverpool. Yeah, and in then order, even then it'd still be it, even up. even then it might still be a toss up yeah. because they would still have the head to head result over CNS. And I couldn't and, see them losing and, to RFA. And Beville. So yeah. I I don't see them losing to Rome Free Academy. I don't even see them losing to Liverpool. In fact, I don't even see them losing all three of their games the yeah. rest of the way, even against Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But that being said, you know, this is a CBA team that, you know, I thought was going to struggle because yeah. moving up to double A, you know, tougher opposition, um, it, it's, it was going to be a tough one. And they opened up the year with a good team uh, against Shaker and won that one by seven. Yeah, 32-25. At the time was eighth ranked in the state. Eighth, so. eighth ranked in the state, and they beat him like nobody's business. And CBA is still second ranked in the state for Class AA. So. Yeah, so the, the, clearly by far, 
Christian Brothers Academy has gotten back to where <clears throat> it used to be. Yeah. It used to be on top of uh, the standings a long time, and now they're back on top yeah, they in like AA. And vintage they look like unstoppable. So, yeah. When we come back, we'll talk girls' soccer. We've got some interesting games to talk about, including an upset from Saturday. You don't want to miss this. Uh, more players only when we come back here on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome back to Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7, 100.1 FM. And let's go on to girls soccer now. We start off with one from Thursday, <clears throat> a pretty good one, Rome Free Academy. We talked a little bit of how poorly they are in doing in football, but in the other football, or as we call it here, soccer, especially on the girls' side, they're doing pretty well. Yeah, uh, they beat Central Valley Academy on on Thursday, two to one, uh, with goals uh, scored by Nicolina Locker uh, and Bryn Furbeck. Uh, Locker actually had an assist as well. Uh, Miranda McCormick and Gold made 16 saves. Hello. That's huge. Megan Canopy scored the one goal for Central Valley Academy. Uh, and uh, Haley Lumen had 10 saves in the loss. <clears throat> uh, Rome Free Academy, uh, both teams are in the Tri-Valley League, so this was a uh, Tri-Valley League game. And uh, not bad for, uh, uh, for Rome Free Academy. Again, 8-4 on the year. They're third right now or tie, I should say tied for second with Whitesboro in the Colonial Division. Uh, Central Valley Academy still on top of the Pioneer Division at 9-3-8-2. So was this considered an upset by Rome Free Academy? I, mean, I don't know about an upset, but it was a really good game by both teams. It's tough to call it an upset when both teams are at the top of their respective divisions. But, I mean, wow, it, it was a shootout. Not even a shootout, but it was just like, both teams were attacking the mm -hmm. goal just back and forth. They really were just putting pressure on the other team's uh, goalie. Uh, we saw Miranda McCormick really was the star player this one. Uh, the goalie for Rome Free Academy had 16 saves, and she only allowed one goal. And on the other side, Haley Lumen for CVA, mm -hmm. uh, 10 saves, allowed <clears throat> two goals. But, like, that's a really good game against a nice RFA team. Uh Bryn Furbeck uh, scored one of the two goals for RFA. Mm -hmm. uh, her and her sister, um, they've been leading RFA uh, throughout this entire season. Uh, Bryn right now, I believe, is a freshman, and her sister's a senior. So those two are really the key players on this RFA team. If I, I don't know. Rome looks really good right now. They've really improved from their start of season play. And CVA also looks good. They bounced back last uh, in their last game yesterday. So mm -hmm. uh, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, both of these teams meet up in the playoffs. Yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me either. And, and you look at uh, Rome Free Academy's schedule the rest of the way. <clears throat> um, they beat Bowensville on Saturday 2-1. They're, they're, then they go to Utica Proctor, a team, by the way, who has not scored a goal at all this season. Yeah. Uh, and give it up 76 total. Uh, they host VVS in Whitesboro, and then they close out at New Hartford on October 13th. Um, this, you know, I wouldn't be surprised when these two teams meet in the playoffs, whatever class they're in. Um, but I want to say it's probably either Class A or B. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it should be a really, really good matchup whenever they meet. I hope they don't meet until like the quarters or semis, because th- the way those two teams played, yeah, uh, in that in that regular season game, I expect that to carry over. Yeah, I really do. So let's go to a Friday matchup. Both teams in the SCAC for this one. Uh, JD taking on Fulton, and the Red Rams just had their way, beating the the Red Raiders six three. Uh, the final in that one. Uh, and you look at uh, the stats here from this one. Maya Carroll for Fulton had two goals, one assist in the losing effort. Drea Johnson had one goal. For JD, get this: four goals from Megan Baker. Yeah, four. Uh, no assists. Yeah, making the hat trick look easy. Brooke Bort had two goals and an assist of her own. Megan Kenna had two assists. Carolyn Stone had an assist as well. In the win, Lindsey Parker only made nine saves. For Fulton's goalie, Emily Vant had 11 saves. Uh, both teams now uh, pretty, still in decent shape. Fulton's now 5-5, five, 1-4-4 five, four, and four, uh, in the SCAC. JD is still on top, 8-3-1-7-2-1. Uh, in terms of division standings, well, actually, JD's second in the Empire Division. Fulton is fourth. So this mm-hmm. was a division game as well. Um you know, just looking at these two teams, I mean, it was pretty even in terms of how they'd done so far in the season. Uh, but, again, it was just J.D., you know, yeah. with four goals by one player, uh, just blew him out of the water, really. Yeah, I mean, I really think this comes down to the overall well-roundedness of J.D. Mm-hmm. because you look at their team, they've got two absolute stars in uh, Megan Baker and Brooke Bort. I mean, those two alone have combined for 25 of the 37 total from from the Red Rams on the season. Mm -hmm. So they have been electric in the entire team. Just you mentioned the goalie, Lindsey Parker, also looking really good. Um, But yeah, they just look as an overall team, probably one of the best in the SCAC. But then Fulton, Fulton's really more of a one-player team. And you don't really like to say that about teams because it's, it's a sign of a weakness, but not in this case because they play to their strength, which is Maya Carroll. Mm. She was the star of lacrosse, of the lacrosse team when we talked about it last year, and wow, she's been doing good this year. 22 out of their total 38 goals. Over half of the team's goals come from her. Yeah. So that's just how you know. She is a dominant force mm. and, I mean, one of the best players in the class, if not the section. Yeah. And and by far, JD is having a, a, a great year as a team. They've only scored 37 goals, but given up only 20. Yeah. Um, which is pretty good. That's Fulton, just great defense. Fulton, Fulton's a little bit of half and half. They've scored two more goals than what they've allowed, 40 and 38, um, respectively. But And you look at how they're doing so far. Um, you know, again, Fulton's not that bad of a team. I mean, 5-5-1 five, five and one overall, 4-4 four, four in conference, uh, four, four, uh, in Class A, and then four, four double uh, A, I should say, four three in uh, divisional. You know, this is a team that I, I think it was is just a couple bad breaks. And you look at Fulton's schedule the rest of the way. Yeah, <clears throat> pretty easy. They're at Cortland. Uh, well, they, well, they lost to Whitesboro. Uh, the next they had to play a game the next day against Whitesboro. Eight and three Whitesboro. They're they're no joke. Who who put who put who put Back-to-back games yeah, on the rough. schedule. That is that is rough. They got Cortland coming up on the road. Then they're home against Oswego and home against Watertown to close out the year. I, I think Fulton is just going to be just fine I, in terms from a girl's 
uh, soccer standpoint, they should be just fine. Yeah, they've proven they can beat anyone who's yeah. on their level or lower. It's just when they start playing mm-hmm. against better teams, that's when they really seem to struggle. Uh, and that's not even just like, it just seems like they can't get an upset. Their closest two games against teams with winning records have both been against JD, and that's uh, been a one and three goal game, respectively. Right. So real quick, let's talk about the upset that I had found that I had teased about earlier before our first break. Tully, one of the one of the great teams in uh, girls soccer, playing uh, going to Phoenix to take on the Firebirds. Phoenix won three to one, yeah, uh, against Tully. And uh, in, in terms of scoring, Danielle Sussy two goals on the day. Uh, Brooklyn Olszewski had a goal and assist. Courtney Carter had two assists. Uh, the one goal, Gabrielle Flat had a goal for Tully. The lone goal, Maddie Lund had the lone assist. Gabriella Tordell had six saves for Tully in the losing effort. Sarah Rutch had eight saves for Phoenix in the winning effort. You look at the two teams in OHSL. Um, Tully is still on top of the Patriot American division. And Phoenix uh, is 7-4, and four, fourth in uh, the Liberty 2 division. So <laughs> this was an upset of maybe not epic proportions, mind you. Phoenix has scored 34 goals, only given up 17 on the year. Tully scored 38, only given up nine. Yeah. But this isn't this is an upset, and Definitely. you have to you have to give credit where credit is due, and that goes to Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, looking at how Phoenix's defense performed against a really good Tully team. I mean, they have players like Alexa Shea, Gabrielle Flat, and Gloria Flat. Like those are some really good players right there, and they just weren't able to do anything. Now, Tully's lost two out of their last four after starting off the season extremely hot, uh, 6-0-1 in their first seven. So, um, you know, right now I think Tully's kind of losing some of the momentum that's, that pushed them through the start of the season. But, I mean, Phoenix, the great game overall by them. They've won four straight. And I'm really interested to see how Phoenix uh, finishes out this year because they do have a tough schedule left. I believe all but one of the remaining opponents are have a winning record. So we'll see how Phoenix does, but I think Phoenix could be a really good team. Yeah, the, time. they're going to really be a dark horse in girls' soccer uh, this year. And again, you know, they only they don't the rest of the season, as you said, they've only had one game against a team that doesn't have a winning record. Yep. it's going to be a tough road, but I think Phoenix can pull it off. Mm-hmm. I really think they can. Well, when we come back, we will talk with Jordan Dippold. He's going to call into the studio and. He'll talk some Salve football since he's from there. He's a wide receiver as well as a three-sport athlete. So we'll have to ask him what his favorite sport is out of those three. Uh, But more of that coming up here on Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome back to Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1 FM. And now we are joined by Jordan Dippold out of Solvay, wide receiver, maybe even slash running back. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Jordan, uh, welcome to the program. How's it going? Thanks for having me. All right. It's great to have you here, Jordan. All right. So first question. Um I was looking at your stats. You're you're leading the team in receiving 186 yards so far in the year uh, with two touchdowns. But you're also uh, doing a good job running the ball as well. 44 carries, 350 yards, and three scores. So I have to ask you, what do you like better, catching the football or just running the football? Um, 
I'll be honest, I'd probably say running it. It's pretty easy just to, I don't have to worry about the whole catching kind of stuff. I just get to go out there and hit somebody. All right, so do you think you're going to have a position change in your future? No, I mean, I'll probably do a little bit of both, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever's available. Awesome. We got Jason Smith, a running back, who's a dog, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're right about that. He's had a great start to the season. You have as well. And, I mean, with you guys jumping out to a nice little 3-2 and two start, what are your thoughts on the season so far? Yeah, I think we're doing well. We're uh, we're doing a good job staying together in games, even when we go down. Um, we got some talent, but I think what's made us where we are today is our teamwork and our, our chemistry. Okay, so with that in mind, what was the toughest game of the season so far? I mean, you only got two left. You're at Canisota uh, this coming week, and then you close off at home against Bishop Ludden. So, out of the out of the teams that you played so far, which one was the toughest in your opinion? Probably Marcellus. Yeah, um, that's always been a rivalry for us. So uh, we went in there ready to go, but it was a tough loss, nine to seven. You know, they were they were a good team. So. And I mean, in a similar vein, are there any cornerbacks or just overall secondaries in general that have that stick out to you that have given you a really hard time or just like even a somewhat difficult time in general? Yeah. Uh, in the Cavs game, I really couldn't do much there. I was getting double teams, so they really kind of shut me down, which was impressive by them. Well, you're also a three-sport athlete. Um, so what are the other two sports you play? Baseball and basketball. Okay. So out of those three, football, basketball, baseball, which do you enjoy playing more? Um, I'd say football is my number one for sure. Really? Um, yeah, I, I love football. The only the only downside is every week being sore after games, really. <laughs> <laughs> I think you get sore after every game, no matter the sport. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just me. Um, <clears throat> well, that being well, that being said, though, um, <clears throat> I take it, I think you're a senior this year. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, where do you plan on going to college? Has you know, has a college decision been made? Uh, and and if and if you have made a decision, uh, what do you plan on doing in college? Yeah. So um, I don't plan on playing sports in college. Oh. Um, I think I want to go down south, probably to Wofford or Wake Forest. If you heard of those? Mm-hmm. And uh, I plan on joining the ROTC program if I uh, am oh, able nice. to do so. Wow. Uh, yeah. so, okay. So with that in mind. Uh, since you're, you're planning on joining an ROTC program, do you have aspirations of joining the military? Yes. In oh. the future, I want a physical therapist in the military if that's able to happen. Uh, uh, what kind of therapist? I'm sorry. Physical therapist. Oh, physical, physical therapist. Okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, uh, for just this year alone, though, and you're obviously going to be playing all three this year. I mean, it's going to be your last year of all of them, but how difficult is it to balance things three high school sports, I mean, playing one, I can tell that it's difficult, but three, when you have to balance football and basketball and baseball, and you're the star of the team in all of them. Yeah, especially since going from one sport to the other with, like, no break in between. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough, but I love it, you know. Just uh, school, practice, homework, and a little bit of video games at night, and that's really my life, but <laughs> yeah. I love it. You always, you always got to make time for video games at some point. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of video games, um, yep. what, what video games do you enjoy playing? I've been playing some 2K lately. I'm not going to lie. M- um, so NBA 2K. 
Yeah. NBA 2K, yeah. Uh, there you go. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to Call of Duty coming out, but mm-hmm. that's really where I'm at right now. There you go. All right, so uh, let, let's get back to the ROTC thing for a bit. Uh, do you know which branch yeah. of the military do you plan? Uh, do you want to get into? Army. Oh, the Army. There you go. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, that's, a, that's always a good one. Um, speaking of which, have you, have you considered applying to the uh, U.S. Military Academy out in West Point? Um, I've thought about it. I've talked to people about it, but I, uh, I feel comfortable at the schools I visited down south, so... Mm-hmm. I think that's really going to be my decision coming up. Okay. It was just a thought since you mentioned the Army. Yeah. Yep. And, I mean, um, just looking at the whole college process, um, and it's really just, and it's great that you want to go for the military, um, but outside of that, what are some of the other things that you're considering in uh, finding that thing that's right for you? Yeah, I'll I'll definitely uh, probably play some club sports in college, stuff like that, nothing serious. But, um, I'll miss I'll miss the competitiveness of uh, high school sports and everything, but you know after high school it's life, so I'm just trying to prepare the best I can for the future. Awesome. All right. Well, we're gonna close out this segment here with a little bit of uh, some uh, quick fire questions that we always do when we have guests on the show. Um, yeah, so yeah, I I, th- I I don't know if you've listened to the show before, but sometimes they get a little interesting. Um, That's fine. <laughs> so uh, let's first start off with uh, favorite pregame meal. Sandwich. Ham. Ham sandwich. There you go. You don't put anything else, just a ham sandwich. Mayonnaise. Ham and mayo? But, yeah, of course. Mayo's the best. I'm not the biggest fan uh, of mayo myself. But, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mind the ham bit, but the mayo? I, good yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not judging you yeah, or anything. It's probably, like, probably tastes good. Interesting. It's weird. I never thought to put, ham, uh, put mayo on a ham sandwich. Um... So that being said, uh, favorite pregame song that you like to listen to? Um, Seven Nation Army. Oh, of course. Who doesn't like Seven Nation Army? Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't? I don't know who does it better, though. That's the thing. I mean, you hear that song play at many different uh, college stadiums and pro stadiums around, and it's like, who does it better? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, favorite movie? Shutter Island. Hmm. That's a really good one. Hmm. That is a good one. Um, okay. <laughs> I talked about this last week. Um, I, I'm going to Disney World uh, with, right. uh, with my wife on uh, honeymoon. I just got recently married back in August. Uh, Congrats. Thank you. Uh, we're going on our honeymoon in, uh, in Disney World the first week of November. Um, so have you been to Disney World? Let me, let, let me ask that. A uh, long, long time ago, yeah. Okay. All right. So... Probably in the same boat as me. Uh, it's been a long time. Um, do you remember anything from Disney World that the last time you went uh, that stood out in particular? Um, really, when I went to Disney World, all I was worried about was getting the uh, the signatures from the mascot. Oh, there you go. So, <laughs> yeah, that's really the most thing I remember. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. definitely got to meet some. Uh, characters then <laughs> from disney characters there um so that being okay continuing with the disney theme do you have a favorite disney movie favorite disney movie yeah um probably aladdin ah we all love good aladdin choice. always a great choice i miss robin williams to this day unfortunately <laughs> um so let's see what what else 
and uh, favorite sport to watch? I mean, you play three of them. Yeah. Um, probably probably basketball. Okay. Big book on that. All right. Uh, favorite basketball team? Brooklyn Nets. Mm, pity you. Uh, <laughs> again, I don't follow the NBA. They're looking up this year. <laughs> yeah. You have a favorite player on that team, and you got some real stars there. Uh, probably Kevin Durant. Yeah. Who doesn't? He's a baller. Who doesn't like Durant? Yeah. Who doesn't? Um, do you, uh, I I take it you watch baseball too. Yeah, a little bit of the Yankees. Oh, there you go. Is that your favorite team, the Yankees? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Just all Yankees fans here. All right. Favorite Yankees player of all time, if you have one. Of all time? Yeah. Probably Mickey Mantle. Ah, the lefty. Lefty Mickey Mantle. Or no, he's not a lefty. He's a switch hitter. Yeah. Switch hitter. Yeah, I was gonna say he, he's not a lefty. Um. So okay. Last question. Do you think Aaron Judge will hit his 60-second home run today? I really hope so. Um, <laughs> they aren't pitching to him. I was watching last night. It seems to go like 3-0 count, and then he just swings as hard as he can the last three. Yeah. I mean, you know, you won the division. You have the first round by. Just swing. <laughs> yeah. Just swing. Yeah. Yeah, and I would just hope that they don't cut out of the football games to cut to baseball. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, when I, saw... I hope they do the, oh, I'm sorry. They do the split go ahead, last Joe. week. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't like what ESPN decided to do. You know, cut out, cut out of a college football game just so you could get the judges at bat. I mean, I'm like, come on, people. Oh, come on. Anyway, well, Jordan, uh, Jordan Dipple, thank you so much for for joining the show. It's been a blast, uh, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Anytime. All right, take care. See ya. All right, have a good one. Yep, yeah, you too. We'll be right back to wrap up today's episode of Players Only presented by Point Guard Advisors here on ESPN Radio, Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome back to Players Only presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio, Syracuse 97.7. And 100.1 FM. Again, you can listen to us on the ESPN app. We're on Sundays from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. As well as you can listen anytime you want on podcasts. Go to ESPNSyracuse.com and look for players only that way or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, just type in ESPN Syracuse and then look for the players only podcast of your choice. And speaking of your choice... We want to start off this last segment here with a, a great poll that Ryan had posted on our Instagram page. Uh, and the poll is fan voted offensive lineman rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there were 10 that were choose from. Number 10 was Joe Main from CNS. From, yeah. from Cicero, North Syracuse. Anthony Kirkman was number nine. Yeah, uh, CBA. Out of CBA. Line. Zach Abrams from Liverpool, you said? Uh, I forget exactly. I believe Liverpool. It could be Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Hansen at number seven. Yep. Uh, uh, he's a CBA from, as well. So from CBA, two. so two CBAs. Zach Abrams was from Waterville, not Liverpool. Oh, Zach Abrams from Waterville. Waterville. Senior offensive lineman. He's looked really good yep. this year. Uh, Gavin Hansen from uh, CBA, so you have two from CBA in the yep. top ten. Ethan Shoup at number six. Yeah, Shoup uh, was, I believe, front. 
Mount Markham. Mount Markham. Yeah. Hey. Oh no, sorry, Canisota. Oh, Canisota. Mixed up All right, yeah. Canisota. Uh, that's that's a I believe a class C or even a class D team. Yeah, Mount Markham. But they look pretty good this yeah. year. Uh, Matt Capella is now we get into the top five. Matt Capella at number five. A third CBA offensive lineman. A third CBA. CBA offensive lineman. Oh, boy. They really showed up. Three in the top goals. ten. Uh, Jaden Jones at number four. Salve, offensive lineman. Salve. Senior. He's looked really good. He mm. had uh, some of the most support out of everyone there. Yeah, there you go. Patrick Pasho the third at number three. Yeah, he's a beast for Baldwinsville. Mm-hmm. He really is the anchor of that offensive line, and he plays with an intensity that you really don't see a lot. Okay. Number two, Alex McLaughlin. Yeah, Holland Patton. Another From Holland senior. Patton. There you um, go. He, yeah, he's another player who got a ton of fan support and has really just looked like a beast this year. Okay, and number one, <laughs> bringing a Halo reference, Liam the Juggernaut Malgieri. Yeah. Number one mo- fan-voted offensive lineman, the Juggernaut. And where is where is he from? Which he school? He is from Fayetteville Manlius. Fayetteville Manlius. He is just he's he's the anchor of that offensive line, and yeah. I'd have to agree. He probably is the best offensive lineman in the section. The fans got it right on this one. Yeah, because I mean, no matter who you put on him, they're not going to give him a tough enough matchup, and uh, he just has been able to effectively dominate everyone this. Right. So now there was another poll you had put out. Mm-hmm. Um, best student section. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for all you high school students that are listening this early on a Sunday morning, or if you're going to be listening on the podcast later, <coughs> feel free to let us know if your school is not where it should be. Yeah. Just feel free to let us know. But this is what we got. At number 10, Baldwinsville. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Number 10. I know Baldwinsville is a is a darn good student section. They they do have a really good one. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Why is that number ten? <laughs> Why uh, yeah, is that? That's number a tough 10? one. Uh, number nine, Poland. Yeah, they out of class D. They're a sneaky one. They're there only class you go. D, so they don't have the numbers, but they pack but their stands with you know what as and much I, as they can. Yeah, and I've seen their student section when they made the uh, the class D baseball tournament last mm-hmm. year, and I saw their student section. I was like. Darn, that's pretty good. Not bad for a school that, you know, their population size is between tier zero and two forty nine. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. They were they were rocking and rolling. Number eight, Central Square. Mm-hmm. The that's flock. A good one. Yeah, the a, flock. Yep. Uh, the Red Hawks there. there. Number seven, the West Genesee Wildcats. Mm-hmm. They're 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 pretty decent. They, they were considered. They're pretty the top decent. Five, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I'll, I'll I'll tell you later. Uh, number six, Jamesville DeWitt. Mm-hmm. Jamesville DeWitt has a pretty decent, good uh, student section, yeah, especially with funny. a lot of the famous students that have come up there recently. Number five, East Syracuse Manoa, the Spartans, as we get into the top five. Yeah, now. they're pure numbers. Yeah. Even though uh, you look at their football team, not that good, they still show up to mm-hmm. uh, support them every single week. Yep. Number four, West Hill. Mm-hmm. West Hill Warriors. There you That's go. That's another smaller school in terms of numbers, but... They are just raucous in yeah. the student section. Number three, Cicero North Syracuse. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Yeah. The, the North Stars do a pretty decent job. They're one of, of the best up. organized, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, when, when they were doing the uh, the one, they were, in the, they were hosting the one West Regional, uh, and Cicero North Syracuse was playing in the AA West Regional semifinal. They came out in droves. It was a cold day. It was a dry day, but it was a cold day. 
Um, but they came out in droves. Number two, uh, Fayetteville Manlius. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, FM, the Hornet, the Green Hornets. Yeah. They have a pretty decent student section as they well. They always show up, mm-hmm. and that was shown by the response on the poll. There are some FM fans not too happy with the two ranking. They thought they should be one. Yeah, and number one, Christian Brothers Academy. Number one, the brothers. That could be some recency bias because especially <laughs> with uh, the powder, they've in the past two years, especially for football, they've really shown up. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's those two schools, FM and CBI, I think uh, they're a tier above because they go at it, especially when they play each other like they mm. did in the uh, playoffs last year in football. Yeah. That the atmosphere there is electric. Yeah. So if if. I say keep pulling, doing more of these because I I like these. Yeah, I, I believe really we have defensive line next week, then maybe even kicker the week after that. Kicker, there you go. This is the best kicker in all of Section Three. I mean, again, I'm kind of disappointed that Bowensville's number ten. Yeah, I, I think I, they, I'm, they could have been higher. They yeah. should have been higher. I mean, they bring the full band for for crying out that loud. That is true. Yeah. I was like, you know, calling the uh, the the Section Three. Uh, Division One boys ice hockey final at the War Memorial this past winter, and Bowmansville was in the final. I I can't remember who they played. It might have been West Jenny that they played, but they brought the whole flipping band. I mean, mm-hmm. if you've ever been to the War Memorial, uh, if you've been, ever been to Upstate Medical Medical Arena at the War Memorial, you know the stage that's there right behind uh, one of the goals. They filled up that whole yeah. section, that whole stage. And they brought absolutely everybody. The atmosphere was fantastic. I was talking to my broadcasting partner. I'm like, dude, this is going to rock for a hockey game. Yeah, they can um, show up. Yeah, and they showed up like in, in bunches. I, mm-hmm. I love it. Um, but, yeah, more the, the more polls, I think, the better. I think that's just a great way. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, the uh, account username is at playersonlyespn. And uh, you can just find it on Instagram and on Twitter as well if mm-hmm. you want to get your alerts a little bit sooner. It is also on Twitter. Not too much activity there yet, but it'll be coming That'll soon. It'll be coming soon. Yep, definitely. Actually, I I just might like post up a poll on Twitter, see what people respond there. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if you, if you want to voice your displeasure, feel free in doing so mm-hmm. in terms of best student section. Please do so on Instagram, but please keep it clean. Um, well, that essentially does it. I mean, real quick, I want to, I want to share this story. I was talking with Ryan. Um, as I mentioned before, we're going to Walt Disney World for our honeymoon, uh, my wife, Rachel and I, and, uh, I told her this story on Friday. I work full time at comfort windows. Um, so I was, it was getting close to my lunch break. I got an, an alert from, um, a website called mouse watchers, which is essentially, it's an algorithm that shows you when, when a reservation pops up. And, uh, part of me, you know, what I want to do is go to Savi's workshop down at Disney's Hollywood Studios at Galaxy's Edge and build a lightsaber. So, um, so I was searching for it. Uh, I get an alert at 12.47 on Friday, like right before my lunch. I was, I set to take my lunch at one. I was too late in getting that because Mm -hmm. as soon as it opened up, it closed right away. So I figured it was like an error or, you know, just, just somebody didn't want to cancel there and and got it back real quick. So I'm like, okay, no big deal. Then I get another alert three minutes into my lunch break at 103. And I'm like, I'm not missing this one. Mm-hmm. So I go on Walt Disney World's website. I get I, I get the uh um I I find it, I get the date. Um my credit card information was already saved on the site. 
Uh, and I just go through all the process, and then I get the confirmation that I got the reservation. Tuesday, November 8th, 3.05. I'm looking forward to that. So maybe, maybe one of the things we should put on Instagram, there's four different lightsaber colors mm. you get to choose from. Red, blue, green, or purple. Mm. Let's put that as a poll yeah. for next week and see what color I should choose for mm. my lightsaber yeah. when I build it. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Just to see what you think. So, that should be going on Instagram, hopefully, uh, very soon. So, But that'll do it for us here for Jordan Dippold. Thanks again uh, for him joining the show today. For my co-host, Ryan Story, I'm Matt Slocum, wishing you a very good rest of your Sunday. And we'll talk to you again next week here on Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. Have a great day, everybody.